It's time now for Super Psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. This evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com and now on Apple Podcasts. And today is Sunday, May the 23rd, 2021, and I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell. And I hope that you're all staying safe wherever you are. Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here with us to make the show run smoothly as usual. And we have another great program in store for you this evening. In a little while after the break, we'll be joined from right here in Austin, Texas, once again by Jeremy Robinson, corrective exercise specialist, certified nutritionist, acro acro yoga teacher and founder and owner of Austin Holistic Fitness. And this time, Jeremy will help us to be guided back into the world after this 15 or so months of lockdown um, with health and fitness. And maybe he'll help us to discover how to get rid of this quarantine 15. (laughs) We'll also be joined later in the program by musician Grant Malloy-Smith, and we'll hear some of his music from his latest recording, Appalachia American Stories, and find out what he's been up to. And along the way, I'll discuss some hidden hurdles to overcome in order to truly live a life of passion and joy. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I'll read them on the air to my guest. Email address is drmara, D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And if you want to listen to this program again later, Uh, You can go to my website and the podcast, along with any um, links that are given on this program, will be posted later tonight. And you can also hear the podcast as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years. You can also hear all the previous programs since we've been here on Blog Talk Radio in both places and learn about what's coming up next time and any future events by following me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Corpel, Your Golden Years. This evening's show is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And we're going to take a very brief break. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. And joining us on the phone will be Jeremy Robinson right here to talk about getting back into the world fit and healthy. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. 
Worry about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us once again from right here in Austin, Texas, we have Jeremy Robinson, founder, owner of Austin Holistic. Welcome, Jeremy. Hi, how's it going? All right. All right, I just want to remind you, I know you've been on multiple times, but I want the audience to hear it, too, that there's a slight delay sometimes when we talk like this. So everybody knows what's going on if they hear a little quiet spot. (laughs) So so how have you been, Jeremy? You look like you've been pretty busy. Oh, it's been a heck of a ride. And, you know, the one thing that we all have in common is definitely – this experience and you know everyone kind of has their perspective of it but we've all experienced it and i've been busy with uh health coaching and and doing a lot of remote coaching and helping Mm -hmm. people with habits and bringing themselves back to some health and aligning them with their goals depending on wherever they're at and whatever they're looking for when it comes to health and fitness and nutrition and just kind of what it takes. So, yeah, it's been a a busy ride this last five months when things have really started to shift a little bit and people feeling a little bit safer to get to the stores and get their foods and uh, get outside and get walking. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been, it's, it's been interesting. So thing is a good word. (laughs) It's been how many months? It's been like 15, uh, no, it's been more like 16 or 17 months, right, since this whole thing started. Um, Some of us haven't been as good about keeping up with the fitness routine we might have had prior to the pandemic. Um, I know for myself, for example, there have been a few little things that have happened because of it. Um, one is a big thing. I mean, it, but I, it's not really related to the pandemic was that I fell and broke my arm. But mm. um, the other thing is that I was going to the gym regularly and I was doing leg exercises that were really keeping my, all the muscles in my legs strong that I wasn't really thinking about. I was just doing, Oh, I'll do this machine. I'll do that machine. And I have an old knee injury from when I was 19, when I was hit by a car. And apparently, 
doing those exercises at the gym were keeping my knee stable. And then a year of not doing those exercises and instead just walking on a treadmill, which didn't hit all those muscles, all of a sudden my knee became unstable and sort of like jumped off the track. And I had to like get back, uh, you know, back to, I, I figured it out and worked with a physical therapist that like what safe exercises to do at home to get those muscles back and my knees been getting better. But I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who've noticed like things ha- are different in their body of the past 17 months. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen that with your clients? Yeah. One of the, the, the things about this, this last year and the, the forced slowdown, right. By many means. And mm-hmm. has really showed us, a positive and a negative, right? The negative is that we're not doing much and our body's becoming vulnerable from not doing human things, which is movement. But at the same time, doing something even as like what could be considered small or not necessarily like a big deal, but like five minutes of just some breath work in a day or mm-hmm. going out for a walk consistently each day, how how good it actually feels to do some stretching or to drink a little, be more, a little more consistent with drinking water. It's like we've been through a whole year of where there's been this kind of okay to not do a lot of stuff for ourselves when actually doing those things keep us healthier. Right. And right. allow us to, and uh, allow us to, you know, obviously have a, a better immune system in general, but you know, it's okay for for right now those that have taken a, a bit of a slowdown to do a, a few mm-hmm. little things in their day. It's just you can feel it. You can feel it so quickly and so so innately of like when you do the good things and how good they can feel. Positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in my own experience, just even getting those exercises to exercise those muscles in my leg that the at home that I the machines had been doing before, um, mm-hmm. I hadn't really even thought about it. I didn't even realize that that was keeping my knee from doing weird things. Um, it made a huge difference. Now my knee is like better. Um, so, yeah, it. We don't even realize. We don't even realize when we're like skipping things that what an impact it has on our bodies. And sometimes we won't even know like the daily habits that were really serving us until we stop doing them. And it's that's the balance in all things, though, right? Like we're mm-hmm. eating healthy for years, and then we choose to you know, have an entire cheesecake. It's like you don't need anyone to tell you that it's wrong. It just feels not well. And right. not exercising in that same in that same vein, not doing the daily things that were keeping you really in your best in your best efficiency and best body. And, you know, everyone that's one of the things I can we go back to is that we all went through this and everyone listening to this has this experience of where we took away some of those daily habits and 
really getting ourselves back to doing a, just one or two, just categorizing what those things were that we were doing before this and that we can continue to do to make sure we're at our best is mm-hmm. we all have that experience. And anyone listening to this can journal that out right now. We could probably put together a list together and be able to know what those things, you know, each, each person's going to have obviously have different things. And, and it's really about adding the things back into the life for this process and then not just thinking about subtracting the things that we're doing. Like, you know, somebody's drinking a lot of alcohol. Well, I know I, don't, mm. I shouldn't drink, so I'm not going to drink. Well, that that's one way, you know, that's a subtraction method. What's the addition method? What are two or three things that you could add into your life, right? Drink more water, go for a walk, uh, you know, mm-hmm. just uh, eat some more healthy foods once a day, take a few deep breaths, um, you know, just even those other basics, essentially, you could say, um, are healthier to that you're going to do versus just the thing that you're not going to do. So that's a that's a big takeaway yeah. that I've found this last five months is, is that mindset. How do you how do you help people who are feeling discouraged because of like you know what they call the quarantine fifteen, right? People have <laughs> some people it's more than fifteen, some people it's less, but you know a lot of people have put on weight during this time and they're feeling discouraged and they just want to give up. Um, how do how can what would you say to help encourage them to start you know feeling more excited about getting back to health. Well, the, the the great thing is it's going to be easier to get back to because the only thing that's really changed in this last year that maybe people have, like, you know, if they've gained weight from this last year is that it's really just showing a little bit of what is already there in a way. Some of the habits that are already kind of there And then the healthy things that we were doing to balance out what can be considered unhealthy were kind of like taken away from us when it came to the sociological aspects and the fitness aspects and getting our healthy foods from the farmer's markets and just all those really, really beautiful, like organic foods that we were like getting shipped in and the things that kept us in balance and Mm-hmm. really getting just doing those things again that were we knew were were good for us and not worrying so much about just wiping away all the things we know we're not supposed to do we can we can already start finding ourselves being in a place where we feel good and we feel like balanced and we feel excited and energized when we wake up in the morning and we get back into our our, our good routine and just not to make it too extreme like you know, the 15 pounds, it's, it's okay. It, that's, our bodies are adaptable. And just taking a deep breath and realizing that you're okay, 15 pounds can get moved off your body pretty quickly. It's, and you're a human. Everyone's a human out there that's listening to this that I know of. And mm-hmm. that 15 pounds, it can come off just like everyone else can. And it's okay. I mean, the excitement aspect of it, that's per person, you know. Uh, if you want to do something, 
in my head, that is exciting. Uh, I just I just mm-hmm. like that anyone wants to do anything. <laughs> like, I want to lose 15 pounds. I'm excited for you. I want to go for a walk. I'm excited for you. I'm like kind of like a um, a happy dog over here. <laughs> I I hear anyone say that they have a good habit they want to embark on, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think um, that's really good. I really like because I think, um, and you've been on the show to talk about that before, before we knew that there was a pandemic coming, way before, mm-hmm. where you talked about, like, people who had gotten out of the habit of exercising and had gotten out of shape, and you know, you were very encouraging about how you can get back into shape. You just have to be consistent and and um, not worry about it. Happen. It doesn't have to happen today or tomorrow. Just keep doing it, and it will happen. And, and I think happen. that's really important. Um, oh, you know, yeah. people get discouraged very easily. I'm discouraged, and that's way before, again, before the pandemic. People just easily get discouraged. If it, if they're not perfect, they get very down on themselves. Yeah, then the realistic goal doesn't have to be weight loss because mm-hmm. weight loss is a byproduct of essentially healing, right? The the inflammation in the body, the, you know, just rehydrating, coming from like chronic dehydration, it can be from, mm-hmm. you know, healing from all kinds of different angles. And if we can get that to be the president, right, really the thing that we're really aiming for, which is what are the, the healthy things that I can do daily, weight loss just happens automatically. It really happens automatically when your body becomes more efficient. And mm-hmm. I, would say, I would say, like, not hyper-focusing on the, on the weight loss as the – uh, the main drudgery of what you have to do, like, I gained 15 pounds, now I need to lose 15 pounds. Well, not really. It's not the 15 pounds you need to lose, but, but we need to add in some of these healthy things that allows your body to not be stressed as much as we can get it, right? Um, there's still a lot of stressors in the world right now. Um, mm-hmm. But the less stressors, right, um, taking taking away the the you know processed foods adding in non-processed foods those kind of like ex- exchanging of those those things and those categories well weight loss will just and yeah that's and, and that's really what my eight week program really brings to light for people is that if we work on the inflammation and those stressors and we add back in things that feel good and we recognize the things that don't feel good without having to like finger wag at certain things, then the language becomes internalized and it doesn't have to be my voice, you know, well, Jeremy told me not to eat this thing. It's like, well, you decide (laughs) to not eat this thing because it feels the best for you. And yeah, you know, that, that type of situation is honestly just what I hope the best I hope for everyone to be able to get to a point where they can be relaxed about body changes and be relaxed about physical changes and what it really takes to get them and that it doesn't feel painful, but it feels just manageable and something that you can do daily 
and you just live live that life, live that healthy life. You know, I really love that. Not all weight loss is healthy, right? People lose weight in all kinds of extreme ways, um, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily healthy. Um, but eating healthy and doing having healthy habits, taking care of yourself is healthy. I mean, and it feels good. And mm-hmm. um, and I think that the problem is people punish themselves. They that finger wagging, like you said, they punish themselves. So they're very angry at themselves for gaining this weight, and now they have to put themselves through painful things to get rid of it. They have to deprive themselves and, you know, physically cause pain. And, 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 you know, obviously exercising, sometimes if you're not used to doing it, it feels painful, but it shouldn't actually hurt like you're injuring yourself, right? It's just you're not used to moving if you haven't moved in 17 months. (laughs) Yes. But... And there's, but I think, and there's going to be some really interesting parts about coming back into fitness and eating well is that it's going to feel like you're doing that. And mm-hmm. it feels good. It can feel good. And, and, it, feels, it, can and feel it feels right. like you love yourself, right? That takes a little while, absolutely. But I found that, like, beyond food and just um, – and fitness, doing things that are a little easier, that are a little more like day-to-day, is there is um, just some breath work, some deep breathing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. each breath that you bring in, really deep and c- intentional, whenever you do it in your day, it, it brings you back to your body. It brings you back to calm. It actually activates the vagal, the vagus nerve. And it really brings the parasympathetic, that relaxation, you know, helps reduce your cortisol, brings oxygen in, CO2 out, all the amazing things with just taking a few deep breaths a day. And that can be a catalyst to doing amazing things and making really great choices. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times we like take a deep breath before we do something that we need bravery or is we're overcoming a fear, and we take mm-hmm. a deep breath. Why do you think that is? You know, that's because it helps to bring some balance and calmness before we go in so we have room for the the tension that might be coming in um, so we don't go in already tense. And mm. really activating, activating that system, even like before you go into a meal, can be just as powerful to be mindful, to be able to feel the food in your body, to be able to know, like, you know, make a good choice and being able to pay attention to your friends around you and your conversation. And that's just all from taking one good deep breath before you go into kind of any situation right now because, mm-hmm. well, I mean, the more we do, the better because everyone's pretty stressed right now. Yeah. Well, I agree. I agree. I'm with you. I've been doing mindfulness meditation every day since, um, well, I was doing it almost every day since the pandemic started. And now since I broke my arm, I've been doing it every day because it helps. Um, And it, and 
and the interesting thing you what you mentioned about lowering your cortisol doesn't cortisol um contribute to belly fat cortisol yeah to fat around your midsection um mm-hmm. cortisol is a protective measure for sure uh our body wants to use that for um stressful times to make sure our organs are safe and sometimes our body just overdoes it because well we are overstimulated with stressors and right the way to balance out that chemical uh exchange is to do is to add a chemical exchange which is essentially healthy foods breath work water um relaxation mm-hmm. exercise to help your body flush get a massage start seeing an acupuncturist just do the best to feel safe get um you know body work get a coach in this time to mm-hmm. help you know maneuver out especially when it's super stressful we sometimes this is a very new time to be working through and out of and some of us as coaches have been prospectively seeing it in a different way as those that are maneuvering through it in other ways. And uh-huh. as a health, as a health coach, I have these, this, this system, this program to help people maneuver out of this uh, pandemic weight or this uh, pandemic mindset um, or, pan, or the spiritual kind of, uh, damage that's happened through this that all kind of can get healed in, you know, with some good coaching on some things that you can do daily. And the accountability that comes from having somebody that will speak to you sweetly about these things and not just uh-huh. real sergeant about it is, right. uh, I mean, it's, it's just crucial. Yeah, yeah. We always picture the coach yelling at us, right? I think um, some people have been traumatized by watching The Biggest Loser. <laughs> oh my goodness! I, I don't even know. I, I I really, I really can't even. I really, couldn't uh, watch say it. Lots of that. Yeah. I had, uh, I couldn't watch it because they just like were so brutal with people, and and uh, I don't I don't think that that's necessary. I guess some people that's what they need, but most of us don't. It's a, it's a bit of both. Of uh, I'm glad that, that people are wanting to make change and they're willing to go to hell's end to make it happen. At the same time, you know, there's a there's so much time and space I wish they had opened up within that show to talk about the preventative aspects of it. Like mm-hmm. what can be done, you know, when they were kids, when their parents were there were feeding them, like what could they have done a little bit differently? Like what choices could they have made as kids? Like, can we even have that conversation without it being like shaming, but like just more educating and right. just work in, work in that preventative aspect. And, you know, that show doesn't really teach that in a way. And, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's what's great about, the the work that I do and the work that you do is is helping to parent to be able to take care of themselves, which then the kids see that and then they will emulate that that self care 
in their own bodies. They'll remember it when they go to college. And they'll say, well, yeah, this is what mom always used to do when she was, you know, when she when I was growing up. And that was like eating vegetables, drinking water, going for a walk every night. And then essentially kids will do the same thing when they're adults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And so we can all we can all be the, the change. And thankfully our generation, I guess my generation, um, has a lot of that going on. Um, and surprisingly, even though the technology age is still, you know, pretty pretty heavy with kids right now, there is um, even the, the basic knowledge of, like, that kids know that, like, some foods are healthy, that exercise is good, that the video games you know, are actually a little bit, like, the, the media is actually reaching that and talking about that. And mm-hmm. that's, I'm, thankful, I'm thankful for that kids actually have a language around it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's positive. We have to keep that going. So, mm-hmm. so, so Jeremy, um, if people are interested in the programs that you have and your coaching, um, how can they find out more about it? So we can go to austinholisticfitness.com. And Austin, austinholisticfitness.com is where my website is. On the front page, there is a interest form. If you fill that out, we'll have a nice free conversation. I'll get to know about your goals, and I'll let you know how the program can work for those goals or if there's a good person out there that might be better than what I can do for you. And uh-huh. the best thing, the best thing is just to start a conversation with anyone right now and feel like you are, yeah, learning and becoming, uh, you know, more knowledgeable about what you're saying that you want to bring into your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. com, and that's oh. the greatest way. Also, checking out the Google and Yelp reviews, which are – just beautiful stories about how people have taken the program and what situation they were in and then how the same structure and it's just build this conversation of like hope and that there are mm-hmm. things out there that we can do to to manage the weight and our expectations great great so Thank you for all that you're doing for bringing hope to people who feel like they've given up on their their physical health. And I'm going to mm-hmm. post that on my on my website post about this show. I'm going to post that link so people can go there later tonight and just click on it. And mm-hmm. thank you again for being on the program. Thanks for having me once again. Thanks for writing a beautiful book. Thank you for bringing this podcast and bringing light to opportunities and hope and healthy mindset that we can all take partake in. So thank you for doing the the great the great work. Well, when when we're when we're able to, we we need to get together sometime and and meet in person. It's been a while, and you need to if come back feel- on the show again. Hmm. If you feel up for it, I would love to have dinner soon. That sounds amazing. Great. Great. A healthy dinner. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. and we'll have you back on the program again soon. So I look forward you to take, it. Yeah, you take care and stay safe, okay? Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too.
Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a brief break. Um, Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpel.com. And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And I love the the frame that Jeremy put this in about um, taking care of ourselves. It's not really about our outer appearance or, um, you know, weight loss, which, you know, of course, um, in many situations, losing weight is what's healthy for us, right, for preventing diabetes and heart disease and all of that. But the focus really is on the health, and then the rest follows. And so it's really about loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves. And that sort of leads to my topic of, you know, taking care of ourselves, which is a really, really important part of living a passionate life. If we are not doing what we need to do to take care of ourselves, then we really can't feel passion when we're following our dreams. Um, It's all kind of like a feedback loop because following our dreams is also a way of taking care of our following our passion, what we really love to do. And, and I often talk about um, as a necessary part of it is having a broader picture, a bigger purpose for following our dreams, that when we're following our dreams, we're bringing our gift out into the world and helping other people with it and inspiring other people, having compassion for other people, all really, really necessary parts of living a passionate life. But a key element is taking care of ourselves and having compassion for ourselves. So, you know, last week I talked about – one of the really critical ways of doing of doing that, of really taking care of ourselves, is setting boundaries. And boundaries, um, people have a very negative view of boundaries when they hear that word, uh, but it's really important. And boundaries can mean many different things. We have boundaries in terms of how much work we're willing, we you know, we're willing to do um, that. We put a boundary around that because when we're working from home, especially now during this last year, working from home, work and home life get blurred and people end up working till late at night because they're home and they figure, well, I can do it because I'm home, I'm in my pajamas, but you're still working. And you need to be able to set a boundary around that and say, okay, this is work. This is work time, and this is home time, and I'm going to stop working right now and focus on my family, on my taking care of myself, going for a walk, doing exercise, eating well, those kinds of things. So that's a boundary. 
And then there are boundaries in terms of how we're willing, what we're willing to put up with in terms of how we're treated by other people. Um, there are many different kinds of boundaries in that sphere. It's a pretty complicated topic as I started exploring this more and more. Um, boundaries in terms of an MP, everybody's different. So boundaries in terms of whether or not you like when people touch you, right? Some people don't like to be touched, and some people are very huggy, kissy people. Neither one of them is better than the other. But it's really important that when we um, touch another person, even if we are a huggy, kissy person, that we take into account that the other person be on board with it. Otherwise, we are invading their boundaries. And, and that leads to very unhealthy relationships. How we speak to another person, how we treat another person in general, boundaries, what we do with another person is a boundary and what we allow what we feel comfortable with when other people treat us that way is a boundary. Um, Boundaries around how much we say yes and no. Are we saying yes too much so that we don't leave any time for ourselves to eat healthy and exercise and get enough sleep and get enough rest and do meditation and um, focus on the things that we really want to do in our lives? Or are are we saying yes so much that um, we don't have time for that. And then being able to communicate what your boundaries are to other people is a really important skill. So it very often it involves being assertive. And that is a skill that takes practice. Some people confuse assertiveness and aggressiveness, so they'll get real nasty in terms of saying to the other person, you know, leave me alone. or And that doesn't really work well. Um, that just causes a lot of arguments and tension. And then being passive, even if you don't like the, the situation, being passive is letting the other person know that it's okay to treat you that way. So assertiveness is, the definition of assertiveness is firmly and clearly stating what you need to say without stepping on the rights of the other person, without um, putting them down, without cursing at them, without yelling at them, but firmly saying this is this is what I need. I don't like it when you do this or I don't I don't feel comfortable when you do that. That's being assertive. The outcome of that is some people will really be happy that you did that. If they're good friends and they're close with you, you might even have some people say, wow, I wish you would have told me that before because I never realized that it was bothering you when I did that. And I don't want to bother. I don't want to hurt you. You're my friend. You're my partner. You're my family member. I love you. I care about you. I don't want to do something that makes you uncomfortable So I'm really glad that you told me. I wish you would have told me sooner. Other people may not like it when you're assertive. Even if you're real kind when you do it, people like to 
have things status quo the way that they're used to it, and they don't like to have that change. So it might take, you might get a little pushback, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong. You'll have a healthier relationship, and the people, honestly, who cannot handle having those sorts of boundaries and limits might end up going away, which will just leave more room for people who are who have have healthier boundaries to come into your life. So it's a it's a skill, and um, I I'm going to write a blog about this, and I'm going to talk about it when I'm back on in a, in a few weeks. And I'm going to talk about this uh, gaining the skill of assertiveness, which takes practice. And I would advise practicing with small situations, with strangers, like someone in, you know, the somebody give, doesn't give you the right change at the supermarket. Are you someone who doesn't say anything or do you let them know? Practicing saying it in a firm and kind way. You get something, somebody's brings you the wrong um, dish in a restaurant, do you say something or do you just eat it anyway? Practice saying something in a firm but kind way. So these small um, situations where you're not emotionally involved are a good place to start practicing. But boundaries are really important, and without them, you're going to be too exhausted to follow your passion and really live your passion. People who live the most passionate lives are people who have very strong boundaries and will let you know what they want and what they don't want. All right. On that note, we're going to go to our next guest who's living his passion.
All right. And we were just listening to the music of our next guest who's joining us on the phone once again. Grant Malloy Smith is a Billboard Top Ten recording artist and music row country breakout charting breakout charting songwriter of American Roots Music. And he joins us once again on the phone. Welcome, Grant. Hey, hey how you doing? Thanks for having me on today. All right. Yeah, I just want to I just want to let you know there's a slight delay when we talk like this, so that okay. sometimes trips people up. <laughs> so, right. um, the last time that you were on the show was I noticed it was in 2015, and wow. you were really yeah you were really busy back then. Um, <laughs> what have you been doing over the past year with the pandemic going on? Well, obviously, I didn't do a lot of shows. You know, March, uh, I think the 15th of last year was the last show I did. But I made the record. In fact, you just played a song from it, um, Gas Station Mm -hmm. Chicken, a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek song. But I made a record called uh, Appalachia American Stories, which is all set in – it's kind of a theme album. And all the songs are set in the world of Appalachia and, you know, where that is, in eastern Kentucky and Tennessee and the Carolinas and – the western part of Virginia. Mm-hmm. That that whole that's kind of where my family's from, and it's a it's a maybe misunderstood part of the country, but it's also a very vital part of the country. And I just wanted to create a whole album for that. So that's what I spent most of my time doing once the pandemic kicked in last year. Mhm, mhm. And that's coming out. When is that coming out? The album. <laughs> well, uh, there's two answers to that. One, you can already buy it on my website if you want a physical copy and I'm, cause I'm selling a, a box set that has a, a book in it that I wrote a 40 page book as well as of course the music. And you can get it with, with a regular LP, like a vinyl record or a CD, or if you get the rec- record, you get both a CD and a record or you can just, huh. if you don't have a record player, you can just get it with the CD too. But then digitally in terms of like Apple music and all that stuff, it's coming out. The first single is coming out next Friday. Uh, Friday, the, the May 28th, and then the whole album comes out in June, June 25th. Okay. All right. Great. Well, so, but it, go on. Yeah. I was just going to say that it, it really was a big challenge to make the record during COVID because normally we all go into a studio and gather around and mm-hmm. and play and press the record button, you know, and then play it a bunch of times until we like what we did and then move on to the next song. And that was not possible. So we right. we had to, we did it remotely, and it was it was a lot. It was a challenge, but uh, we got it done, and that's the important part. I bet everything seems everything has been done differently this past year. Um, but yeah. on the other hand, I guess you learn what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and you know, if every challenge presents uh, the opportunity to to do something different, something you never did before. That's how I mm-hmm. that's how I looked at it. I never would the record would yeah. not have been the way it is if we had done it the other way. And maybe it would have maybe it's not better, but it's certainly different than how it would have been if we all were in the same room together. Mhm. Mhm. So you've also won some awards and and I saw as I mentioned that you were um on the Billboard top ten. Um mm-hmm. maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about that, but you you know, all those what you've been doing your background sure well i i started off in the american roots uh genre about 
six or seven. No, it was more than that. It's almost almost ten years ago. Wow, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's the music that I grew up with. You know, I grew up in the, on the Florida Panhandle up near Alabama. My but my my grandmother and my mother were from Kentucky, and uh, they played that kind of mountain music for me. When I was a little kid, I really didn't want to hear it, to be honest. But it sort of it, they were seeds that they planted in my fuzzy little brain, and finally they they sprouted out of me later in my life. And uh, that's that's what I do now. I made a record called Yellow Trailer back in 2013, which got some good um, critical reviews. And then I started working on a theme album, which is I think what I'm going to do from for the rest of my career, such as it is. I made a, a theme record called Dust Bowl American Stories, that came out in 2017. Uh-huh. And that was on the Billboard charts for about four months, so it did pretty it did pretty well. Wow! And right after that, by the time that came out, I was already working on this one. I knew I wanted my next theme record to be about Appalachia, but I, I just mm-hmm. do a lot of research. It takes me several years. You know, the Dust Bowl record took about three years of research and writing. And when you're writing songs, you got you got to write a million of them, and then you then you winnow them down to the uh, to the ten or twelve that really work that that provide the variety necessary, musically speaking, but also that tell the stories that, that you want to tell. That's kind of right. a, it's kind of a three dimensional crossword puzzle. You have to, you have to work out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's pretty complicated. <laughs> it is. It is complicated. <laughs> it's like songwriting itself. It's, 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 you know, it's hard to write songs. So it's not hard to write I'm songs. It's hard to write good songs. <laughs> It's easy to write lousy right. songs, but it's not not so easy to write good ones. Okay. <laughs> it takes a lot of work. So, how many albums do you have out now? Oh, there's probably about ten, but uh, really, just like the last three are, are what I do now—the American roots stuff. Before that, I was doing more, not exactly pop music, but more like rock and kind of folky rock music. But mm-hmm. I made the big transition to American roots, like I said, back in 2013, and that's what I do now. I'm looking okay. forward to going back out again and playing shows again starting when, in August. When, when is that going to – oh, I was just going to ask when that happens. So starting in August. Yeah. Um, where, where are you playing? Is it just in in that area of Appalachia or is it around the country? Well, at the beginning it's going to be in Appalachia because I'm going to release the record, you know, to the public that way. I figured it should be in Appalachia. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to do – the very first show I'm doing is August uh, 7th, I think it is, in southwestern Virginia at um, at the at the Lincoln Theater in Marion, Virginia. It's a show called Song of the Mountain, and it's it's filmed in front of a live audience at a at a big theater there. But And then it goes on PBS some months later. Oh, wow. Uh, that's, Great. That's gonna be, I did that a few years ago, and it was, it was a good time, so we're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm sure I'll do some other shows around. I'll do some shows in Kentucky where my family's from and and then Tennessee and, and so forth. It'll it'll be good to get back out there again. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, we're going to play another one of the that you sent us, um, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back and talk a little bit afterwards. And that one is Down to Hatchaby Road. Um, do you want to talk about it before we play it? I'll just give a little preview. It's a people might know about river baptisms. That's kind of a thing in Appalachia where, where there's a lot of Baptists and that kind of related uh, uh, denominations. And 
a lot of them do a full immersion. You don't just put a little dot of water in your forehead. You get dunked in the river. And so this is kind of a fun, up-tempo song uh, about that whole experience. Okay. All right. Well, hang on the line, and we're going to play that song, and we'll be back. Great. You on your best white shirt, come down to Hatchaby Road. Tell your ma, yeah, tell them all, we're going to Hatchaby Road. There's a path down to the water, we're going there today. Come get you in the water, wash your cares away. Come on, mister, come on, sister, down to Hatchaby Road. We're all sinners, just beginners, down to Hatchaby Road. especially up in the Hudson Valley, yes. you know, Pete oh, Seeger yeah. and so, so on. It's, it's oh, related. Yeah, it's not exactly mountain, you know, hillbilly music like I play, but it's yeah. similar. It's, it's in the same vein, particularly lyrically speaking, yes. I, I think. Yes, I grew up I grew up listening to Pete Seeger and Woody Guthrie. So. Mm-hmm. Me too. I love Woody Guthrie. He's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That reminded me when you were talking about the music of the Dust Bowl. I was thinking mm-hmm. of Woody oh, yeah. Guthrie. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was really an homage to him for sure. He was became quite famous writing songs about not just the depression, but about the Dust Bowl and that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And he lived in Brooklyn for a while, so. Yeah, that. I think he ended his life up there. I think he uh, yeah. ended up there toward the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, if listeners are interested in finding out more about you and and 
getting your music and even purchasing the, the album set that you're talking about, um, mm-hmm. finding out where you're playing. What are the best ways that they can do that? The best ways is go to my website because everything is there. You can buy the records. You can hear them, you know, in advance. You can see the show schedule and learn about me as much as you as much as you can stand. And so, if you uh-huh. want, I'll give the website. It's my three names, like my mother used to yell at me when I was misbehaving. Grant, <laughs> and then Dash Malloy, M A L O Y. So it's just one L, and then Dash Smith dot com. So if you go to Grant Malloy Dash Smith dot com, you'll find out everything you wanted to know, and maybe more than you wanted to know. About me. Okay. 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 All right. So, so Grant, um, before we go off the air, we're going to play the third song that you sent. So after I give like a little outro um, of the show, so maybe you can talk mm-hmm. about that right now and then a little preview. It's the and, third one I sent, the red-haired girl from Hazard. Is that the name of it? No, I think it's The Cold Comes Up. Oh, the call comes up. Okay, great. Yeah, in fact, that's the first song on the record, and uh, it's going to be the first single coming out next Friday. And it's there's two songs about coal mining on the record, and that's a big part of Appalachia's history, uh, for better or worse. And this is told from a first-person point of view, right through the eyes of a coal miner who's spent his whole life doing it, and he's he's a little bit busted up, but but he's proud of what he did, and you know he fed his family down there, scratching in the earth, and it's just meant to be a real uh, pay on to that kind of labor or someone who worked their whole life really hard in a very dangerous environment, uh, but they would do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to play that on the way out. And um, I really appreciate you coming back on the program this evening and playing some of your music for us or having us, sending us some of your music to play. And well, the best of luck yeah. with the the release of your your new album. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on, and I appreciate everybody out there for listening. Thank you so much. All right. Well, you take care, okay, and stay safe. I will. Will do. Uh, bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. All right. We've come to the end of another program, and before I let everyone go, I just want to let you know what's coming up. We're going to take a little vacation and a reset reset for the next few weeks. So we're going to be playing encores right here on Sundays of some of our recent favorites. And then we'll be back refreshed with another great program on Sunday, July 18th. And we'll be joined by author Larry Godwin, who wrote the books Transcending Depression and Surviving Our Parents' Mistakes. And more, we always have more, and we have several guests already lined up through July and August, so stay tuned. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and get the links that we talked about on the program, you can go to my website later tonight, and all of that will be there. And you can also listen to this program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years, or you can listen on Apple Podcasts. And for upcoming events, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. This show was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And special thanks to my guests, Jeremy Robinson and Grant Malloy-Smith. And thank you to Art. 
and thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring few weeks. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe. And let's listen to a little more music. Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.